Praise God and welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. So glad to be able to have you here today. Before we get into word, let's get right into prayer. Dear Lord God, Jehovah, most awesome and wonderful Lord God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to be able to share your word, Lord God, and thank you for this opportunity for us to be able to gather together to hear your word. Lord God, I pray that you would prepare the hearts and minds and spirits of everyone that would hear this message, Lord God, so that these words would get sunken deep within our spirits and then come bubbling up whenever we need them, Lord God. <clears throat> we praise you, we love you, love you, and we magnify your most magnificent name in the mighty name, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, praise God once again. Uh, welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. And before we get into the word, if you don't have your Bibles just yet, go ahead and pause this message and grab your Bible and a highlighter or maybe a pen um, and something to write on so that you can follow along with us. And once you have all those things, come on back and uh, resume this message so that you can follow along with us in scripture today. All right. So praise God. Why don't we just dive right into scripture here? And we're going to start in the book of Psalms. So turn to Psalm 124. Psalm 124. And we're going to start in verse number one. Psalm 124, verse one. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The steam, the stream would have gone out, gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. If you don't have verse un, uh, number eight underlined, go ahead and underline that, highlight that. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. So today I want to talk on the subject of where our help comes from, where our help truly comes from. We have all sorts of people that are in our lives. We have all sorts of family and friends and loved ones in our lives that when we come up against a struggle or we come up with something challenging, we'll pick up the phone and we'll give them a call. We may talk to a coworker or we may talk to somebody uh, even on social media or, or we may go on Google and start typing up all sorts of doing all sorts of searches uh, for ways to deal with the situation that we're in. But the reality of it is our true hope comes from God. Our help is in the name of the Lord. In these scriptures here, Israel is praising God because Israel recognizes that everything in this chapter would not have been possible if it wasn't for God's help. So these scriptures should remind us that our help truly, truly, truly comes from God. If God wasn't with Israel, then they would have been defeated by their enemies, as we see in verse number three then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Verses four and five, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. 
then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. So this is Israel understanding too that if it wasn't for God, the help, the the challenges that they were facing with their enemies and just life in general at at this time would have totally overtaken them. So if we recognize that our help comes from God, then the waters of life will, won't overflow us. And we all have probably met various people and you've asked them like, oh, hey, how's it going right now? And they're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm drowning, you know, uh, I'm drowning in, in the work. I, I'm trying to keep my head above water or, or I'm, I'm treading water. And, and we've all have had people that we've come across that have shared those, that have made those kind of statements. Hopefully we haven't made those statements as children of God because we understand that the troubles of life will never overtake us if we if we are holding fast to God. But we've all come across people that have made the, those those statements. And so water, the waters of life and the, and the challenge that we face, if we're not focused on God, those things can easily, easily, easily over, over, overwhelm us. All right. Paul said in Romans 5, 3 that, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Paul said in Romans 5, 3 that when we're faced with troubles, we should glorify in those tribulations because it creates perseverance, character, and hope. And when we're having trouble, sometimes those that scripture in Romans three in Romans five, sometimes that scripture it becomes a focus for us. We think about it and we say, you know what? I'm in this situation right now because God is building my spiritual muscles, and it's true, right? God is stretching me and He's growing me in ways that I'm not used to, and it's making me uncomfortable. And I just wish that this problem would be resolved. I, I wish relief would just hurry up and come. I, I wish there was somebody out there that, that, that could help me in this particular situation. And we might focus on that, on that scripture, but we often forget that while God is building our spiritual muscles when he allows us to be attacked by our enemies, if you will, his primary reason for doing this is so that he may ultimately be glorified when he shows up. Okay? And so that he may ultimately be glorified when he shows up. It also strengthens our relationship with him. Okay, You think about somebody in your life that you're really, 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 really close to. Right? That relationship is close because the two of you, the three of you, whoever that group is, whoever those people are, you have been through some stuff together. You've been through some trying times. You've been through some times when, when maybe you were unhappy with each other. And if we're being real and honest and having an, an honest conversation about this, we as children of God sometimes can get unhappy with the pace at which God is moving. I have heard Christians even talk about how, oh, I don't want to talk to God right now because I'm mad at him. I said, well, what are you upset with him about? Because this thing that I have going on, this ailment that I'm facing, it, it just, it keeps bothering me. And, and I try to do good and I, and I look at my life and I always put other people first. And even though I'm putting everybody else first, why is it that I got afflicted with this ailment? And sometimes we forget that as children of God, that God is sitting back and he's trying to grow you and stretch you. But ultimately, when he shows up, he's going to show up with a bang. Okay, he's going to show up with a bang. God is always on time, okay? And if you listen to the message last week, uh, uh, talking about everything in God's time, God never shows up too early. He never shows up too late. He shows up right on time. And when he shows up, boy, does he show up with a bang. Does he sure show up and have you just wow? And I know there's times in my life when I think about what God has delivered me through, I'm like, wow, Lord, when you showed up, you didn't just show up, but you showed off, right? And, and when I got through this situation, what it did was it built me, it, it gave me a testimony to be able to share with others. 
the help that you're waiting for. Recognize that when God finally sends it to you and it's manifested in the physical, that help is going to build a testimony for you regarding your relationship with God. It's going to give you that experience with God because we can read scripture all day long. Okay, we can see everything that, 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 the, that the folks in the Bible have gone through. We can read every single challenging time that they had. We can see how God delivered them. And we can get an understanding of God from a conceptual perspective. But it's not until we have to rely on God's help and until we reach out to God that that perspective that shifts from being conceptual in nature to being actually practical. So now when I go share something with somebody about God, I can actually share it with them, not just from scripture, but from being able to say, the Bible says this, and my interaction with that in my life, the experience that I had, this is how God showed up for me, which means that everything in scripture can be backed up based off of what's going on in my life, okay? So we have to recognize that when God shows up, <clears throat> He shows up with the bang and it's so that he can be glorified and so that you can have a testimony that's going to help lead others uh, that can help lead others to him. Okay, so continuing on here, we're going to look in. Um, we're going to stay in the book of Psalms and we're going to go back actually to chapter 54. All right. So we're going to go to Psalm 54. And we're going to go to verse number one. Okay, Psalm 54. Verse number one, because I, I really want you to understand that while people are out there and people and God definitely works through people, our first reaction should be going to God, because that's where our help comes from. Psalm 54, verse one, save me, O God, by your name and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to my work, to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. Selah. Behold, God is my helper. Underline that. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the, the Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble. Underline that. For he has delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen his desire upon my enemies. So what we see in these scriptures here is that this is a prayer asking God for deliverance from trouble. Okay? And as we go through these scriptures, as, as Holy Spirit so puts it on your heart, okay, write these scriptures down so that when you find yourself in, in troubling times, you find yourself with something that's really, really challenging, you can go back and refer to these things because... That's the whole point with the word of God is that it is a reference. It's a manual for how we should be living our lives. And anytime we get out, get, get, get ourselves in a situation that we can't get out of. All right. We should be turning to the word of God. All right. We should be turning to the word of God. Now, um, going back to verse number three here for strangers have risen up against me and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. There are times when. You're going to come against people and you might, and I'm sure you're already, you, you've already had some people like that, like this already, where they come against you and they don't even know you. They don't know you from a hole in a wall. They just had an initial experience with you. And just from that initial experience, they might be trying to come to, to come against you. Understand that in that situation, when that happens, it's because 
The spirit that's driving them, whatever that force of darkness is that might be driving them, that might be whispering in their ear, is at odds with the spirit of God that's in you. Okay? It's at odds with the spirit of God that's in you. That's why scripture talks about how our weapons of warfare are not carnal, uh, but are mighty to, mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Because the battles that we face are not battles with individuals. We see the individual. We hear the individual. We interact with that individual, but we don't actually look past the individual and think about what's happening in the spirit world. What is it that could be potentially influencing influencing them? So it's that this the spirit that's driving them and the spirit of God that's within you, they're at odds with each other. And see, you're walking in God, but they might not be. Okay. And matter of fact, they wouldn't be because you guys would not be at odds with each other. If you're walking in God and they're walking in God, you wouldn't be at odds with each other. All right. There's only one spirit, Holy Spirit. And if you're on one accord because you're both listening to Holy Spirit, there's not going to be that 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 conflict or being at odd against uh, odd against you. As it says in the tale in the verse number three, they have not set God before them. All right. So because you're walking in God and they're not, they may be they may be um, at odds against you. Now, they may not actually be after your actual life, but they might be wanting to make your life miserable. OK, maybe you're in the workplace there and. You climb the ladder really quickly and you got a promotion and, and, and it's a job that that somebody else you, you beat out for and they found out that you got it and they're upset with you because they're looking at you and they're thinking, why did you get that? I, I'm the one that's qualified for that job, not you. I've been here 20 years. You've been here 20 minutes. How did you get that job over me? I'm the one that's supposed to get that job. But see what they don't realize, though, is that because you set God before you. Because you were walking in God's ways, God blessed you with that promotion. God opened that door up for you. All right. And then that person might be, be, be completely upset about it and trying to make your life miserable. We must be very careful who we trust because not everyone is trustworthy. Not everyone out there is trustworthy. All right. You, I don't know if I've heard this saying before over the course of my career, trust but verify. Right. Trust, but verify. I trust that you're going to do the things that you said you were going to do, but I'm also going to verify that you're going to do it because at the end of the day, you're a human being and you make mistakes. We have to be very careful who it is that we're willing to be. We're, we're willing to trust. We can't be so quick to call someone a friend. Anyone who, who you interact with that hasn't put God first is someone who could potentially betray you. But if you put God first, he'll warn you about current relationships as well as future ones. OK, he'll warn you about current relationships as well as future ones if we put God first. So when you're needing help and needing assistance, don't be so quick to go to another human being. Especially if you just met them, Okay, especially if you just met them. I've met different people in my lives where, you know, I, 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 I just meet them. And they start sharing things with me. And I'm like, I, I don't really know you that well. And I can't believe you're getting this deep into the conversation. Like, like this is this is something you're sharing with me. Like, you don't really know me. How do you know that I'm not going to use this information and, 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 and turn it around to do some, some, some harm to you? All right. And, and what God, God reveals to me is that they're sharing that with you because I want you to know how to minister to them. I want you to know how to pray for them and what to pray for. All right. Not everybody you share your information with 
and share things about struggles that you're going through, not everyone is going to do the same thing. Not everyone is going to take that and go to God and say, okay, Lord, I want to pray for this individual. So be careful about what you're sharing. Verse four, behold, God is my helper. The Lord who is, uh, the Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. This reminds us again that God is our helper because he will take vengeance against those who come against us. All right. You got somebody in the workplace that's giving you a hard time and you've been patient with them and you've been praying for them. Hopefully you've been praying for them. I know that can be hard to do at times, but you've been praying for them. You've been taking the situation to God. Whatever they're doing to you, God will take care of that. God will take vengeance on them. It doesn't mean that he's going to harm them. OK. All right. Understand that. Right. So I don't want you to look at this and say, Oh man, I, I'm, I'm going to pray to God against my enemy because God is going to smite them or God's going to wipe them off of the face of the earth. Okay. That's not what this is. And we definitely shouldn't be praying for God to take the life of another individual. All right. But what we can do is to ask God to remove that situation from my life, remove that individual from the particular situation that's given me such a such a hard time. Help me to be able to minister to them. Help me to be able to even continue to talk to them and to work with them, because that can be that can be very, very difficult. God doesn't take lightly when someone messes with his, one of his children. But again, we must put God first. Verse number six. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. In times when we're waiting for deliverance to happen, we must make sure that we are praising God. Okay, we must make sure that we are freely sacrificing of our time and our efforts in, in, in praising God as we wait to be delivered from that situation. Then once we get delivered from that situation, we still need to continue to praise God. We still need to continue to praise God. It's easier times. It's easy to, to go to God when your back's against the wall, okay? And there's no way out. You've tried everything. It's easy to go to God in those situations. It's easy to praise God once he's actually delivered you from that situation, when he's plucked you out of whatever that is and delivered you into a place that's better and put your feet on cool green grass. It's easy to praise God in those moments. It's hard to praise God while you're walking through the fire. And it's hard times to praise God after you've already received what you've got. Because like when I said that it's easy to praise God after he delivers you, that's usually a short-lived praise. Thank you, God, for finally getting me out of this. Oh, Lord, you are so holy. I'm so sorry for ever doubting you. All right. It's easy to do that. But what happens when a day goes by, a week, a month, a year, and maybe you're not in any kind of troubling times? Are you still remembering to praise God? While we have an expectation that God will keep his promises, we shouldn't try to take him for granted. Okay. We need to have that expectation that, yes, God is going to deliver me. And when he shows up, he's going to show up with a bang, knock my socks off and completely floor me with how he delivered me. I know he's going to keep his promises, but I cannot take God for granted. All right. If we don't take God for granted, then that puts us in a place where we can constantly praise him. We can constantly worship him and we can constantly we can constantly go to him. Staying in the book of Psalms, we're going to go to Psalm 121. Praise the living God. We're going to look at several scriptures here about uh, getting help from God. And there's all sorts. There's so, so many scriptures in, in, in the Bible about getting help from God. Psalm 121. And we're going to start in verse number one. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. Underline verse number two there. My help comes from the Lord. 
who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. Underline that. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. All right. Verses two through four there. Understand the magnitude of those scriptures. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall not slumber nor sleep. God who made heaven and earth. God that made everything that's in existence, that created everything. All right. You can go back and look at Genesis one and look at the history of creation. That same God is the God that is going to help you in times when you need it, in times when you call on him. And that same God that created all of everything that we see around us. That is the same God that never slumbers. He never gets sleepy. OK, not only does he not get sleepy, he also never falls asleep. He doesn't need to take a nap. He doesn't need to recharge his battery, so to speak. He's always working on our behalf as long as we are staying close to him. All right. He's the one that who helps us and he never gets sleepy nor gets tired. Looking there at verse number uh, seven and eight there. All right. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and, uh, and even forevermore. Okay. So what this is saying here is that God will keep you away from evil, okay? Some evil, not all evil, all right? Now, evil is anything that goes against the word of God, all right? It's not just, it, it doesn't have to be something major, catastrophic, some sort of catastrophic event like you might read in, in, in a newspaper or hear on the news about someone getting murdered or, or being kidnapped or anything like that. Yeah, that's evil, but evil is anything that goes against God, all right? What this scripture is saying here is that God will keep you from that to a certain extent. All right. So what scripture also says is that God doesn't allow us to take on more than we can actually bear, which means that as we go through this life, there are some levels of challenges and some level of evil that's going to be in front of us that we're going to have to deal with. All right. That's part of our our, our journey if you will, our spiritual journey while we are still here on this earth. There is some level of evil that we're going to have to deal with. There's some level of trouble that is going to come into our lives that God is going to allow, allow to happen. But what this means, what this doesn't mean, however, all right, is that we can simply just do whatever we want, okay? It doesn't mean we can just simply do whatever we want. God puts limits on what evil can happen to us, all right? We can also limit that by walking in God's statutes, by keeping focused on him, by praying to him, by seeking him out for advice before we go to anyone else. OK, that's that, that that if we do those things, God will also keep some additional evil from us. But this doesn't mean, again, that we can go out and just do whatever we want. We still have to be we still have to be following God. We still have to stay focused on God. And that way he can actually protect us. That way he can keep us safe. That way when we're going out and we're coming in, we're not going to be uh, uh, succumb to any kind of harm. In this day and age, 
where we see all sorts of crimes happening in broad daylight. All right. There was a time where well, I remember anyway, you didn't see somebody trying to be kidnapped or hear about somebody being kidnapped in broad daylight or, or, or somebody trying to kidnap a child and the parent. And especially in broad daylight, watching videos of, of, of road rage and not even road rage, just, just blatant theft taking place in the daylight, in front of others, in front of security, in front of other uh, um, other patrons of, of a store. I just watched uh, the other day in, in New York City how a car in broad daylight in busy New York City streets actually chased another car and, and conducted a pit maneuver on them. And then pinned them onto the sidewalk and got out with the gun and then robbed the person of, of a bag that they had and took off. In broad daylight. There was a time when stuff like that never, ever, ever, ever happened. But it's happening now. And we see these same criminals that are that, that are engaging in this activity. They get arrested, they go to jail, and then they get released. And when they get released, what happens? They commit another crime and a crime and another crime and another crime. And next thing you know, you start to see their rap sheet is getting longer and longer and longer because they were released back into society. There was no punishment for what they had actually done. What that means then for us as children of God is that it would behoove us every single morning when we wake up to ask God to place a hedge of protection around us so that our going out and coming in can be protected. Don't take God for granted and think that just because I'm a child of God that I can just go out wherever I want to, that I don't have to think about the harm that's out there because that's being naive. Okay? Okay. Yes, God will protect you, but God also expects us to exercise wisdom. God expects us to exercise wisdom. So if you don't do this already as part of your, your morning routine, I highly suggest that you do this, that you start asking God to protect you, your friends and families and loved ones when you go out. Because a simple trip to the grocery store is no longer a simple trip to the grocery store. You never know what evil Satan is trying to plot against you when you get to that grocery store. Before you even get get into the grocery store, when you get into the parking lot, you don't know what evil Satan is trying to plant for you. Whatever evil he's trying to, uh, whatever traps he's trying to lay for you, you have no idea. But if you seek God first thing in the morning and you ask him for protection and you ask him for wisdom and guidance and, and, and to guide your day, he'll be able to show you what kind of evil might be out there. All right. With God, we will be protected and we'll be kept safe. All right. Turn in your Bibles now to Psalm 86. Okay. Uh, Psalm 86. And we're going to go to verse number six. Psalm 86, verse number six. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In my day of trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. If you don't have verse number seven, underline, underline all of that. In my day of trouble, I will call upon you for you will answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any works like your works. All nations whom you have made shall come before, uh, shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Underline that. You alone are God. Here's some important stuff here. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. Okay. 
So some really key things in this scripture. Verse number seven, in the day of my trouble, I will call upon you for you will answer me. So again, when we find ourselves in trouble, we should be calling on the name of the Lord. All right. When we cry out to God, God will answer us. There it says it right there at the end of verse seven, for you will answer me. God will answer you. All right. The same way that Peter was walking on the water when Jesus told him to come out of the boat and he started to sink and he cried out. What did Jesus do? Immediately, it says that he reached down and grabbed Peter by the hand, by the hand. immediately. Okay. Peter in that situation was drowning, if you will. Okay. He was going on the water. God will reach out and respond to you immediately and he will reach out. Here's an important thing. He will reach out and answer you according to the situation that you're in. You see, we all can overreact. Okay. We can overreact. We can find ourselves in a troubling situation and we're, we're crying out to God. And because he didn't answer right away, we think that he didn't answer. But the reality is, is that he did answer and it takes time to manifest itself in the physical, in the physical realm that we, that we, that we operate in. But he answers right away. We want God to answer right now. We want to see that answer right now and that deliverance right now because we're overreacting to the situation that we're in. God is not going to jump fast and respond fast to something if it's not needed, if he's not needing to do that. OK, that's something that we really, really have to get deep within our spirit and get out of our head is that we may be. We, 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 we might feel like we're drowning it, and it can definitely feel that way at times. But if we step back and in that day of trouble that we call upon the Lord and know in our spirits, not up here, not in our heads, but in our spirits, if we know that when we cry out to God, he will answer, then that should bring us some peace and some comfort. And we can then step back and say, OK, God has already answered me. I'm just waiting for the message to be delivered to me. OK. Just like an email. Right. You might be waiting on an email from someone and they say, oh, yeah, I, I, I did. I sent it. Or, I sent it a little while ago. You should have it any moment now. Right. But when we know that it has to travel through different servers and everything of that nature and then there's bandwidth and your Internet speeds, there's all those factors that are outside of our control. OK, that tie into whether or not or to tie into how quickly that message gets delivered. Well, there's factors outside of our control in the spiritual world that control how quickly God's message gets to us. Like the angel told Daniel, God heard your prayer and he answered your prayer. But the prince of Persia withstood me for 21 days until the archangel Michael came. All right. There's battles and things happening in the spirit world that we don't know about that can delay answers getting uh, answers getting to us. All right. When we ask God for help, he doesn't snap his fingers and do everything for you. All right. He doesn't do everything for us and just snap his fingers. But he also will give us access to the resources that we need to get out of the situation that we're in. Okay. Sometimes we have everything that we need and we just need to ask God, Lord, how do I use what I have to get out of this situation? It's not going to just bang, zap and say, hey, you're done. But he'll give you the access to the resources that you need. If you're lacking financially, he'll provide you with a better paying job. He will also reveal to you the spending habits that you have that make you feel like you're lacking financially, all right? You have a troubled relationship, God will reveal to you why that relationship is so troubled. He'll reveal to you things that you can do differently to make that relationship grow or to say, that's not a relationship I want you to have. I need you to walk away from that because I need to do something in that person's life and I need to do something in your life. 
You have a loved one that doesn't seem to, that it doesn't appear to you that they know God the way you know them and you just have a desire for them to know God the way that you do and to, to follow him the way that you do and you're trying to talk to that person. If you go to God, what God will do is to say, hey, you know, I know you have good intentions, but you need to leave them to me. You're trying to do my job. Let me do my job. I will tell you if there's something that I need you to do. Okay. So God will point out to us all sorts of things that we need to change in our lives in, in, in order to deal with the situation that we're in. We, we, we're tired of this conflict that we have with, with somebody in the, in, the, in the workplace. God will reveal to you what you may need to say to that, to that individual to deal with that conflict. Or you're tired of certain things taking place in the workplace. God will, will show you, here's what you need to say to that person. Here's what you need to do in this situation. You will have to confront them. However, these are the words that I'm going to give you to say. This is the time you need to confront them. I know you might be afraid of conflict. I know you might not like conflict, but this conflict is weighing on you. This conflict is bringing about stress on you and you're living a life that I did not design for you to live. I designed your life to be a blessing. I designed your life to be full of riches. I designed your life to, for you to be successful and victorious. But as you continue to put this conflict off, it's, it's, it's not allowing what I want to happen in your life to happen. This is what I need you to do. Okay. But that only happens when we go to God. So, again, we see here that if we call on God, he will answer. Verse number 11 there, teach me your way, O Lord, I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. So verse 11 really shows us that, that when we go to God, we have to ask him, we should be asking him to teach us his way. Teach me, Lord, how to deal with this trouble that I'm in. Teach me, Lord, how to get out of this situation. Teach me, Lord, to have patience in this situation. Teach me, Lord, to have peace in this situation. See, when we go to God and we ask God to teach us, he will show us how to deal with the situation. Okay? Because oftentimes the way God is going to deal with the situations that we're in is vastly different than how we are going to handle them. So we need to go to him and ask him to teach us, uh, to teach us his ways. Last uh, closing scriptures here. We're going to go stay again, staying in the book of Psalms. We're going to go to Psalm 119. Okay. Psalm 119. And we're going to go to verse 129. Psalm 119, verse 129. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. The entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. Underline that. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and, pant and, and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful to me as, uh, as your custom is toward those who love your name. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from, oppression of, uh, from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Underline that. Teach me your statutes. Rivers of water run down from my eyes because men do not keep your law. So again, what we see there again is that God's word and us seeking God in times of trouble will direct our paths. If we ask God to, to teach us his ways and we ask God to order our steps, 
He will tell us what to do in the situations that we're in. He will tell us how to handle them in a way that he wants to handle. Because ultimately, when we handle it the way God wants us to handle it, and we do it the way that he wants us to do it, he ultimately ends up getting the glory. When we want to handle it our own way and do it the way that we think is the right way, we do that because we want the glory. Because we think we know better than God. Because there's the spirit of pride that starts to bubble up in us that says, you know this better than, than God does. You need to go fix this. Or that spirit of pride to say, hey, you got this. You've dealt with this in the past. You got this. You can handle this now. But it's absent saying you got through it in the past because you relied on God. This is now. Rely on God now. And when you have a, a problem in the future, rely on God in the future. Rely on God at all times and ask him to teach you his way. Ask him to direct your steps. Okay. Ask him to help you to keep his statutes, to keep his precepts. We're all human beings. We can read scripture all day long. We can go to God all day long. We all at some point end up slipping and stumbling. We all at some point end up making a decision absent God. But we can go back to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry for, 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 for not following you. Lord, teach me, teach me your ways, Lord God. Continue to teach me. Show me where I have fallen short in this in this particular thing that, I, that I'm dealing with and help me to be able to get out of it. Because I just want to learn from you, Lord God, so that I can do things the way that you want me to do them. So remember when you're in a time of trouble to call on God, call on him whenever it is that you need help. He'll tell you if there's someone else that he needs you to talk to. He will point you in the direction of who you need to talk to. He will put the person in your life that he might need you to talk to if he needs you to talk to someone. He'll also reveal any shortcomings that you have that will help you as well. He'll reveal any shortcomings that you have that's also going to help you. So when you go to him, just be open. Open your spirit to him. And open your heart to him. And let him guide you and tell you what you need to do and where you need to go to be able to get the help that you need to get out of this situation. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And let's close in a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I want to thank you for the words that came forth today, Lord, and ask that they would bless everyone that has heard them, Lord God, and that you would guide us to be able to share what we've heard today as, you, as your Holy Spirit leads us, Lord, to share these things with others so that they too may learn to, to follow you and that they may learn about you, Lord God. Give us patience and times of, of, of trials, Lord God. Give us the help that we really need, not the help that we want, but the help that we need as we go through the situations that, that we're in and give us the patience to deal with it and reveal to us any changes that need to be made in our lives that's going to help us with our situations. Bless everyone, Lord God, that has heard these words today, Lord. Continue to watch over us, continue to keep us safe, and continue to guide us in all things. These things we I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, praise God if this blessing, if this message was a blessing to you, think about sharing it with friends, family, and loved ones and anyone else that could be even giving you a hard time because it's not God's will for any to perish. So those that are giving you a hard time could also find some benefit in these messages the same way that you may find benefit in them as well. We can be found at uh, Genesis 1, that's one word, Genesis 1.sermon.net. 
And on there, if you click on the subscribe button at the, at the uh, upper right hand part of the screen there, you'll get notifications every time new content is posted. We can be found also on YouTube at Genesis One Christian Ministries. And Genesis One in that situation is two words, it search us in, in YouTube. And we can also be found in the App Store for Apple and the Google Play Store for Android users. You can download the apps and all of our content is made available for free because we just wanna spread the word of God uh, to everyone so that you can find his grace, you can find his loving kindness, you can find his peace um, in all things that you do. So praise God, I pray that you're, you're blessed and I pray that you also remember that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Go and be blessed. And I sing praises to your name.